Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu-series. Yes, but through our own lens, honeys, which is going to be like pepper, which can be salty, which can be spicy. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. Hi. So we're talking the single life season three. We're just going to wrap it all up, the whole season, the whole shebang bang. And um, for you guys here on our podcast the free feed which you're getting para gratis on either google or apple or spotify we're going to talk about three couples but if you want to hear our true feelings and thoughts about the juicy couples of this season be it what's her name the old lady mm-hmm. her I'll, I'll pick it over so if you want to know about <laughs> debbie or you want to know about natalie natalie or you want to know about uh, who else do we care about? <laughs> I thought you were taking it over. I thought you knew all the names. Uh, we're not talking. Uh, okay. Who is the third couple? The third interesting one? Not Veronica, not Caesar, and not Tanya. Who else is there? Debbie, Natalie, someone interesting. Well, we can't name them. Okay, we're not talking about them today anyway, so who cares? Let's talk about who we are talking about. Okay, talking about Tanya and Tanya. I almost said Tanya and Sinjin, but she, I mean, it's Tanya and, you know, Tanya's journey. Yeah. Tanya had quite a journey. I was really happy. Like, okay, let me ask you this. She's in Aruba, honey. And we know that, like, one thing about Tanya is she'll just pick up and go. And one other thing about it is she'll just stay for a long time for, like, no reason. Like, I just, I mean, there is, like, this just idea of Tanya that, like, if she wants to be a medicine goddess in the woods, honey, that's what's happening for, like, six months. And if she wants to, like, meet some guy in, like, South Africa, that's what's going to be happening. But then, yeah, she has this whole you know lifestyle of like i travel i meet people i hang i'm fun i have the betty the best little titties in the world and by little i mean like good 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 sized titties and then the other half of her that we saw from previous seasons was like great let's get married and let's get to do this get a job and we're having a baby and everything and so it's been interesting to watch many versions of tanya you know you know what? I, we can jump around because you guys have already seen the whole season at this point. But I really do understand what she was saying when she got with somebody that she felt that she needed to create some kind of roots in the ground. Otherwise, they would have just been bohemian fools running around. And she's like, I didn't want to do that with somebody. But by myself, yeah. By myself, I can't have a kid. By myself, I can't do all the things that I wanted to do if I had a partner. And so I will just like roam about the earth and travel and get to know myself and other people. So I'm jealous. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm frankly flat out jealous. And I want to know how she's able to just travel and do things. Like, is it that she bartends and just... like a squirrel just fills her jaws with nuts and money and then will just take that money and just be gone for three months like living the life in Aruba and like in Aruba this woman is accosting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. accosting the locals and her camera crew with her titties it's like 
that's sexual harassment as a, as an HR professional, um, when you're a camera person or you're a, produ- a producer and all of a sudden you're cast or the people you're in charge of just get naked or show you their titties, like that is inappropriate. And I wonder if there's some kind of clause in their contract where they're like, listen, if ever you feel uncomfortable, you have the right to walk away. Just know you won't have a job again or something. Because like, why are I, I, if it were me, I'd be like, can you just like, why do you have your titties out right now? Because they're great. You know, and uh, I think that she gets a lot of attention from them. And so, like, you know, I think it's interesting when she was talking about. It's interesting to talk about, like, to hear someone who's, like, been with many, like, been with, you know, obviously uh, men and then who, like, wants to be with women and how she's like, oh, yeah, when you're with a man, like, it's just like, you're going to be so excited to be with them, with me, like, regardless, but with women that she can be, like, a little more self-conscious or whatever. And so it made me really happy for her that she really is carefree with her body. You know, like I've been, unless she's with a woman, haha, but just, you know, like I, I don't mind her having her boobies out. I think that, and I don't know why. It's not that I mind it. I just think that it's sexual harassment for those around her. Like it's, it's inappropriate unless she's like, are you guys okay? Are you comfortable with this? I mean, are you comfortable? And if at any point you're not comfortable, please let me know. I'll put my shirt back on. That's how I feel. Um, so anyways, she is having a great time in Aruba. Her sister comes in, not the sister from her mother, but the sister from a mister, her father comes in and we discover that she is interested in women. Maybe she has a date in uh, Aruba with this who knew that the kingdom of whatever North Netherlands or the Danish or whatever they own Aruba or they colonized Aruba so like a lot of those um, fair-haired folk go down to Aruba and so there's a lot of half Danish <laughs> or Arubanians I don't know how to say Rubens um, and uh, she goes on a date with one of them and when the date finds out that she is not legally divorced he gets upset and she's like why does it matter and he's like because you're not free and like just because you say you're done it feels like you're holding on to something and I don't want to be with somebody or date somebody who might be holding on to potentially getting with back with their spouse and it kind of ruins the vibe between her and that that person and then we end up seeing that person later on the tell-all for some reason that is unnecessary um but because he's hot and we talk about how hot he is and he owns a bar and maybe she'll go down to the bar you remind me a little like puppy and eric where i'm like puppy really wanted eric to be like divorced you know what i'm saying it really matters for the other person you're telling this whole thing that like it doesn't make a difference it's like yeah to you to you but i mean i i guess to me and maybe this is my old schoolness it's also about like the person you want to attract into your life and like you know i think that even if you really tell someone believe me like it's not anything like i think that most normal sort of like mature people would raise an eyebrow or like have pause to you like still being married and just because of laziness or you not thinking about it not not being married because like even if you're not thinking about it okay great you're not thinking about him but you're not thinking about it is just the task of you know getting something legally done for yourself and as humans and adults you got to do things like that all the time that you'd rather not think about but like pay bills i'd rather not think about it but like make a note and do it 
Yeah, I just think that it, it kind of if you somebody wants to be in a relationship with you, they have to be worried that you aren't going to follow through with something that you mm-hmm. need to do in order to make your relationship clean and, e- and legal. Or and even- you have respect for them. Like, you know, someone's going to be with you. They're going to what tell your mom, tell their mom about you someday. And just like, I don't know. I just like think about the other person that you're getting involved with. Yeah. I don't know. That's I think it's I think it's nice to think of. It's like respectful. Um, yeah, I that guy was lovely. I think that he was really, really nice. Like he really loved them boobies too. Uh, but she has a lot of friends, and so one friend like throws a party for her and this like and then she's hanging out with a bunch of people and then she meets like this girl that is like real hot. I was like, she was like, Okay, so Tanya's like, look, I'm into girls. Um, I kissed a girl with my first kiss. It basically was this girl who like this girl and I were at a sleepover and she like kissed all the boys. And so she went around to all of us and was like, let me show you how it's done. Come here. Uh, Wah, did you ever, here comes a question, Wah. I'm ready. Did you ever practice kissing on girls? Absolutely not. Not? No. Never? No, I've never kissed a girl. Here's the thing. I would say, (laughs) I practice kissing on girls, but I would not tell you I've kissed a girl. You've practiced kissing on girls. Why would you need to do that? Because I was like a child in a sexual play that happens. And like child, I mean like, mm, like maybe I was like, what, what, like maybe like in like fifth grade or something like that. I have ne- literally never thought that I needed to practice with someone else before I got with someone. Oh, I, I mean, I've never been with anybody. So it's not like I thought that, but like. I, yeah, I mean, I, you know what it is? I did think about practicing and it was with a male and I was like, oh, I want to see if I'm good at this. Did you do it? No. My first kiss was, um, at a believe at a Griffina event in LA. And I don't really remember. I don't know if we used tongue. Maybe we just like pressed our lips together. Maybe we used tongue. I don't know. Maybe he was more experienced. I don't know. I don't quite remember, but that was my first kiss. And then after it was in junior high. I can't tell you. It wasn't, it was either eighth grade, maybe eighth grade. Um, And so like, yeah, I never, I never thought to practice. I was really Christian. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, I was very Catholic, but like some, I mean, yeah, but like, I was like Christian and like, like, so I, I think that it was, I, I hearing sometimes when I hear what you talk about, like your childhood, I think that you and I had different ways that we (laughs) maneuvered through our Christianity. Like, (laughs) <laughs> you were so inundated in it that you never like I don't know I don't I don't maybe I'm speaking for you that's wrong but like I didn't go to like Christian school so it wasn't like my everyday I didn't see nuns all the time like your your relationship to your religion was very compared to mine very hands-off like I was like going to choir practice I was in like all of the youth organizations. Like I was leading prayers. Like I was holy and sanctified. I was on the usher board. I praised, like I did all the things and like also like got the Holy spirit. Like it's very involved. I didn't just like go to things and like go through motions. Like I was like literally like in church, like please come into my heart, Jesus, like living the life. So kissing a girl would not, and it's not because of like uh, the homosexuality of it kissing anyone like i i literally was like i'm saving myself for marriage 
but I was younger. I, it's like maybe if I was like 13 and super, you know, but yeah, I'm okay. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no, I definitely practice. And Tanya did too. It's been in her heart the whole time. So then she decides, you know, this is the time. This is the place. So she like finds this hot girl and she like decides to go over and start talking to her and they kind of play footsie. And at first I was like, Tanya, do you know this girl's gay? Like, how do you know? Is that true? Like, you know, like, did you get, I mean, I, I always like, it's interesting because I, you know, it's interesting anytime people can subtly pick up the behaviors of someone. And so uh, you know, obviously we live in an, a lovely open time now. So, but it's sometimes fascinating to hear uh, members of the LGBT community talk about having to subtly find out if someone is gay, like from back in the day, like, me- you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you know? Like, you know, ha- it's just, because it happens, human behavior is so interesting and, and how you can like have just fleeting moments that are eye, mom- eye contact or references or whatever. Anyway, so this girl and her talk and like you know the girl like tells about her background and tanya's like great 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 but hey tanya in this conversation has like like kind of comes on a little strong and the girl's kind of like demure and the girl's like also like engaged and so that's a no-go for tanya but tanya's like you know what the win is that i went over and talked to her and you know what i kind of like that that part of tanya that i like is this part of tanya that feels very like confident and like uh, you know, like motivated and there's parts of her that feel like she is grounded in a certain amount of spirit and she, and it's driving her forward. And the parts of Tanya that feel all over the place or messy are just like the kind of like hypocritical parts of her where I'm like, Oh, you sound very immature. And like, I'll never forgive her for what she did to that poor man, that janitor at that airport. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forgive her. So, um, not ever. No one can. So yeah, like, she does. She meets this girl on Tinder, and after they switch. Now I'm gonna tell you this right now. The girl that she hit on, like I was like, oh, she's like little got a little flavor. And then, honey, she swipes, and her like first uh, lesbian date is like with this kind of like normal looking girl. I was surprised. I thought Tanya would have a little more flavor. You know? Yeah. I guess I just feel like maybe she. <sighs> These people who turn on their Tinder when they're in like foreign countries are just so wild to me. Like, I'm like, just the whole randomness of it. Like, I can't, I could, a stranger could never get me off. And it's like, if I'm not going to get there, then what is the point? Making out. Yeah, no, I don't. What is, tell me about more about making out. Like, making out does something for you? Yeah. Oh, it does nothing for me unless I know there's a pot of gold at the end of it. Like, I now like making out only with a person who I know is going to give me some at the end. You don't like to just make out with like a great kisser? No, because I want to have sex. Yeah, but if you, okay. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I don't, I don't know that I've ever identified anybody as a great kisser. I've identified people as bad kissers, but like never as a great kisser. Like I am making out with you and this is great because we are you're about to get on top of me usually i you know where i prefer to make out in the actual bed not in public i'm like we can kiss in public but then i would like to make out with you that's literally how i talk to my friend i'm like hey you want to make out (laughs) he's like yeah and i'm like great let's go upstairs like that is what (laughs) that is what it is for me it's it's a way it's a byway it's a highway if you will to an 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 end it's not a it's not foreplay 
you think, yeah, you're like, it's foreplay and it's a means to an end. And I'm like, I get that it's foreplay, but the reason why it's like still something that's like, you know, still playful is because it's fun. I don't know. It's like, and now I'm like saying this, like, listen, what I, I'm not saying that I want to travel and like bone guys off the internet, but, and I, but if I, I really don't want to meet anyone on the internet, I would rather, rather not. I'm like so over it. Truly disgusting. But I do like somewhat romantically the idea of traveling and then meeting someone and like going on like a dinner date and then just like making out like in a cobblestone alley. Like I've always done. I just want to remove, just remove the demon of like a romance from you. I just want to to remove it. I know. know I've been infected for so long. It's like, and like I've been, you know, I just want to remove the demon of expectations that are not, I just want to remove it. And I get it. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong for wanting it. I just want to eradicate any institution that leads women to believe that relationships need to come in a very specific way, because I feel like we could be blocking our blessings by having the hangups of whatever. Ugh, I hate the way we're socialized. Anyways. I know it. Tanya in this Tanya's- yeah, and Tanya on this date like becomes way different energy than her first energy. She gets real nervous. That's what I want to say. She becomes like she can't do anything. Yep. She's giggling the whole time. It's annoying. And then they fly kites, and that's stupid. Wait, can I let's go fly a kite? And I also like I can I be honest, it kind of felt like she had packed her vibrator to this date. So when this doesn't go down, I'm a little like, I wonder if she's not into this girl. I didn't think the girl was into her. Because I feel like it might have been a turn off to be her first. I thought so too. I, I tried her to first watch on her camera. Yeah. I tried to watch her face during that. Yeah. So the next scene we have with Tanya, the next bit that I can remember chronologically is... Um, does she go on another date? No, I don't remember. I think her sister comes and then they talk about right. like, mm-hmm. huh? Sister had already come. Oh yeah. Then I don't know what, what else happens to Tanya. Next time I see her is on a tell all and Caesar's painting her toes. Oh my God. No, it's, it's Caesar, by the way, hilarious, but yeah. Uh, oh, Caesar was the one was our third. Wasn't it? No, no. We're talking about the, what the juicy ones. We, we don't know who the juicy one third is. I thought it was this Caesar. one is Caesar, Tiffany and Tanya. Okay. Yeah. So Tanya, like I want to say this. So yeah, she, uh, listen, yeah, that one doesn't work out. She like, couldn't, you know, get with her like, because that girl has to like leave. She's like on her vacation bay. And so she's just going to sort of, you know, play an experiment and like, obviously in the tell all, she talks more about the fact that she's like trying to look for a couple She's also interested in someone. She has someone who was a friend of some other girl that she was hooking up with. So she actually does hook up with girls well, Andrew, but we just don't know. We never meet the girl. Oh, oh yeah. She does talk about that. She says it in um, the tell-all. But I don't know what else happens in Aruba. So you want to move on to Caesar? I don't even know what she's like. Oh, I know what happens in Aruba. So this is the last thing that happens in Aruba. Ready? She has a sound bath, okay? Like she has a sound bath by a shaman. She cries. Cries, cries, cries over Sinjin. You know, which is like interesting because at one point she's like, I don't even think about it. Like we're spiritually divorced. Like I spiritually am a single woman. And then I'm like, really? Are you? Because truly you just had like a mental breakdown over a sound bath because like you haven't let go of like his energy within your your soul and spirit. And even though you're trying to escape it and run away, like you haven't dealt with your past or, or what happened. And honestly so we can talk about the the i mean we can definitely talk about uh the tell all but it's interesting because two men on this tell all 
very much speak of the trauma and pain the other the, the woman caused them. So I'm going to speak of like, that's obviously Mike and Natalie and we'll talk about them later. But yeah, Sinjin comes on this tell all and is like, I had a lot of trauma from you that I'm still dealing with. Yeah. He's met someone, he's dating someone and, um, they have a lovely conversation, uh, him and Tanya, where they talk for the first time about like how things went down and maybe why things happened. And they still can disagree on how much money they had in the bank account or whatever, but it is, it is very, astutely profound how painful it was for Sinjin. He couldn't be friends with Tanya. He couldn't see her. Like he was just like, how would you, how could I be around you? And I, and she had wanted to be friends. And I mean, I get, I, I get that because like, what is it, what does it mean to be friends with someone that you were in love with? Like I get Tim and Veronica are, I guess someone doing that, but like, what does it mean? It means that you call them Every day, you call them once a week and see how their lives are. You guys catch up on their lives. You see them and hang out with them. You meet each other's like betrothed loved ones. I mean, like, you know, and what and what is the reason why? Because your soulmates and you—they're not soulmates. Yeah. Remember, she told him that. I think that he she had he had the trauma because of one finding out that Sinjin wasn't her soulmate. She said it to him in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two. The fact is, is that he got to America and everything he did was wrong. And they, he thought it was going to be one thing when he got here. He thought the skies was the limit. He was going to be able to try a bunch of different things. And he got here and all she wanted him to do was settle down, get a job and, and be the man that she wanted him to be so that they could have kids. So they were very much on different pages. And I imagine that that is somewhat like a huge let down for him that he felt I, I could absolutely see him being traumatized from her and her not being traumatized from him yeah her just being really sad that it happened and and frustrated but i, I mean during the tell-all when she was talking about you know how she wanted to have kids and everybody was like well now you don't now you're just like running the streets and she's like yeah because i don't have anybody to have kids with when i had somebody to have kids with I wanted to have kids. I wanted to settle down and do this thing. And I thought that Sinjin was that person for me, but then it turns out he didn't want that. And so ultimately we had to break up because at the end, I do want those things. And I can see that. Like, again, like I said at the beginning, like I can see you feeling a certain way when you're by yourself and just wanting to explore and get, and get to know who you are and meet new people and have new experiences. But once you find somebody that you think that you could settle down with, you just go gung ho into settling down. And yeah, I think that he was frustrated backstage hearing her talk about this because he's like, that's all I wanted to do with you. And now you're doing it, but it's okay to do it with this guy or that girl or someone by herself, but it wasn't okay to do it with me. Like, why was I not good enough to do that with? Why did you put such parameters on our specific type of relationship? And, and I can, I see, I see both, both sides of it. I think that he's it's not that he's resentful but I think that when he finds out that she's in exploring relationships with women he's like but when you were with me all I heard was how I need to protect you and provide for you and protect provide protect like so you were always saying I gotta make a baby with you protect and provide and it's like you get you get to just you now you just want to be with women who I mean like they get you just they get to be just be with you you, what, you guys get to just like create a life together without the expectations of what you put on me. Yeah. Wow. How nice. You know, like, 
I, which I thought was like momentarily sad, you know, like it, it's not, and here's the thing. I've always felt from her a driving life force that is finding itself. And I felt like she was going to just always like kind of eat through him, you know, like she's just, she's, she, it's not in a bad way, but she seems to be hungry for something, a purpose, like a calling, you know, like a life path that like, she's, I think like clicks in. And I think that she energetically knew that Sinjin was not that puzzle piece for her, you know? And they say in the tell all that basically if it wasn't for the fucking visa, they would have never got married. Like they only got married because he, they wanted to be together and he didn't live here, you know? And so if he could have just moved and they could have just been dating, then that's what would have, what would have happened, which goes along with her probably being like, yeah, I didn't feel like he was my soulmate, but I wanted to date him for whatever reason. She was very attracted to him, you know, and she's attracted to him when she sees him. She's like, he still has that long hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's attractive, but I think there is something like, especially when you're as loosey goosey as she is, there is something I think, that from her she would want somebody who's more stable um and she would want somebody who would want to raise children with her and like settle down with her um to help her settle down but i do think that at a certain point she once the kid was like two she would have strapped that child to her back and like gone on a vacation you oh, know yeah. yeah she seems like very like yeah i wanted to do this thing with him but he didn't want to do it and so now i'm exploring and when i find somebody else i'm gonna want to do that thing with them too I was like, were you going to do, were you going to have the kid and then bring the kid into van life? Were you going to van yeah. life? Yeah. yeah I, you think, were... I think she would have. I think she would have done all that. And I, I thought it was really stupid of all the women in the cast being like, well, why are you not doing it now? So I'm like, you, was you, so what you basically, what you're saying was if you wanted a kid so bad, Tanya, why don't you just have IVF and be a single mom by choice? Since you wanted a kid so bad. It's like, no, no, no. Those are two different things. Yeah. No, no, no. Those are two different things. So don't come at her like she should have done this. And she should have done that. And why did she do that? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah. You want to move on to Caesar? Yeah. So basically the last thing that happens that well, I didn't quite see because she hasn't seen the last episode of the tell all just this. So Deb Debbie's the one going in the most at Tanya, but basically Debbie's mad at Tanya. And this is, I think just tell all drama produced by, but we have to talk about his last what happens is that Debbie's like, why don't you just get divorced? Why don't you get divorced? And billion times, Tanya is just like, I didn't think about it. It's not, it's not my mind. I just don't care. I don't think about it. That's why, you know, which is a weird excuse because it's not a good one as we already talked about, but it's what Tanya is saying. Okay. But also Tanya is saying it because wow, there's a big reveal that she has brought a notary. And so now that Sinjin's there, instead of the tell all ending in a proposal, the, the tell all ends in a divorce. Okay, so it's very Shakespearean. It's anti-Shakespeare. So um, was he mad? No, because he's oh. dating someone. Oh, he's dating someone he met, and then all he he describes her as a lovely Jewish girl who is not who's not Orthodox because of tats. Uh, I, then I went to his Instagram, and there's definitely a girl and him just like posing and playing everywhere. She's feels like a little younger than. Well, I don't know if she's younger than him. Uh, but yeah, you know, like what he says about her is basically that he, that she lets him be who he is. Yeah. Which is so interesting because yeah, the funny thing is the part of 
Tanya that is like the nomad or whatever is the same part of is a is the part is Sinjin has that which is why mm-hmm. Sinjin was so confused like why I don't understand I am a nomad you're talking about adventure going here going there like I'm am that and she's like you never left South America and he's like yeah well I will it's expensive to travel but like obviously I'm down to like not have you know like hard roots in the soil like you know that about me and so I it's like she didn't quite know what I think she wanted from him and I'm sure that his neck his like this new boo is just kind of like whatever all the time and puts no expectations and pressure on him you know and so he's like uh she lets me be who i am you know it's just so yeah he's happy the divorce happens yeah okay i'm done all right so let's move on to caesar so oh Oh my god caesar is uh, still doing nails and actually um 90 day the melanated way posted a picture of some of his stiletto nails and i was like he's he's talented on he's talented he did he does a real good stiletto nail um so he's still doing nails and he's got with this matchmaker from the ukraine and he is gonna go to you the ukraine this is right before the war and he's going to go through like a speed dating situation. So he has a couple conversations with this person. He probably meets with a friend. We probably see him on the bike, but that's not important. Let's get over to the Ukraine. So he's in the Ukraine <laughs> and he gets into a car, a limo. And he thinks that this matchmaking company has just picked him up because obviously he's the reality star. So he's got a camera crew following him. And um, he gets into this limo and he's like, oh, there's other guys in there. And so the camera crew gets into the limo too. And the cam- the other guys, he's like, oh, I thought I would be the only person here. So this man dresses in a gray suit with tails and a top hat. But the top hat is not gray. The top hat is black satin. And so it's like, instead of him just looking like a fool, he looks like a dumb fool, you know? And like, like literally Dem and Dumber full, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah, costume from Dem and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets into this car a the limo and he he's in there with other men. So this woman, she's not only taking Caesar's money, she's taking other men's money too to mm-hmm. set, to set them up with mediocre Ukrainian women. Um, and so he gets in the car and there's like a pro tennis player in there. There is a guy who's really good at Bitcoin and there's another businessman <laughs> in there. And when they ask him what he does, I had the worst secondhand embarrassment when that man said, I do nails. You know, it's so interesting. Why can't he just say I'm in the beauty industry? Because he's not smart enough to say that. He says, I do nails, Chris, in front of these men. And I just am like dead and dying. I wonder if that Bitcoin guy has a penny to his name now after like the crash. You know, God bless. Anyway, uh, FTX. Okay. So, um, oh God, Bitcoin and the, the cryptocurrency market, honey, and just horrible. So yeah, he goes and they all have a group date where the guys are talking. There's obviously way more women and he's like very nervous because he looks crazy. He knows it. And he, again, thought that he'd have like no competition and he actually has competition. And then not that the guys are like that handsome, but I mean, come on. So they're dressed normally. (laughs) So, uh, but the girls are not picky. I mean, you know, and was that they're mediocre? I'm going to say there was a gamut. There were some girls that I thought were were quite quite attractive. And um, 
we really kind of isolate on three girls. Um, now, can I tell you their names? No, of course I can tell you the name of the woman that he ends up being with, but there's one nice lady who has curly hair and she, uh, ends up being the first date and uh, let's just call her uh, fish because they bond over the fact that he doesn't, he's a, he's a Pisces like me and he doesn't understand when she's asking him if he's a Pisces or whether he eats fish. And so they laugh, laugh, laugh. They have a really awkward date where she, I feel like really wants all the girl, all the girls, are trying and vying for his attention, but she actually, I feel like, wants it the most. Yeah, she's like, I like you because you're dark skin. And we're like, and then when they're at the restaurant, he doesn't speak not a word of Ukrainian, and maybe hello and goodbye and thank you. He can't order for himself, so he makes her order. <gasps> no, yeah, then he's like, well, what do you want? She's like, yeah, you, uh, you order. She's like, uh, what kind of meat do you like? And he's like, you order for me. She's like, okay, the I think he said fish or whatever. He's yeah. like, no, I hate fish. Uh, yeah you know what that was a different fish joke there was the fish joke about what what their pisces whatever astrology sign was and there was another thing that happened where like they were gonna yeah order something and he then he made her order then he didn't like what she ordered and then he just gets pork a pork dish yeah i mean it's so incredibly lazy that you are like vying for the attention of a woman a very specific type of woman and truthfully i'm pretty sure all ukrainian women are not the same like natalie is different than yara right like a hundred percent they're both blonde but they are very different in like who they are as human beings and so the idea that you're like i want a ukrainian woman as though they're all like this cookie cutter thing person and then you go there and you're like don't even speak the language and you make a woman order for you you make her do all of the work and what you're just like this american who's just going to bring her over it's yeah it's so interesting because you know, there is like this thing where if you are a man, an American man, and you're going to tell me that you are hardcore going after either like Eastern European women or Asian women, it feels like maybe you are trying to get a woman that would be submissive to you and or make you feel like you're a high on the pedestal. Like there's something about that makes me like, that's what I feel like it's just dumb guys who are trying to feel better and more important about of who than who they are. So it's counterintuitive for you to not with that kind of woman try and be like a dominating man. I don't understand if you know you like one kind of meat, just be like steak, I'll have beef, whatever the beef dish is, steak. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to make her do all the work. You're already making her do all the work. She doesn't learn your language. And now she has to order food for you. It's crazy. So he then, that day didn't really work out uh, because then he like goes on a date with somebody else who doesn't really speak English. So he's like, like oh, this is not going to work because she doesn't speak mu much English. She's also a nail tech, you know? So it's like just two nail techs. Did they ice skate together? No, I don't know. If they, I forgot like what they think they did. Like they had like three dates that they set them up on. And it's just like, they're very short dates. And they, and they also, I feel like are just like dates that women can leave real fast if they need to, but yeah. none of them do. So yeah, that girl is like a nail tech. She's, I, she looks really, uh, she's really pretty and she's very sweet, but um, I thought that he was really into her, but then he goes on a third date and that girl is named Alona. And Alona's whole thing is that Alona is a muscle maker she got the yeah. she works out and so one of their first dates is them working out and she's willing she's a really stunning stunning green jacket that i want she drops mm -hmm. them off at the airport with it and it's beautiful um and 
her English is not the best, but she seems the most interested in him. So he's kind of with it. Um, but it's like when he says that he's into somebody, like you're only into their physical appearance and like how they make you feel when you're around them. Like you don't actually know this person. So, um, Caesar ends up going back to the U.S. because I think him and the camera crew was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Shit is going down. Um, so they leave. Matt Sharp and his folk, they leave. <laughs> they leave the Ukraine. And then uh, the war starts very shortly after. And he can he can he stays in contact with Alona. He keeps wanting her to come to the U.S. And she's like, I can't come because my dad's here. I'm not going to leave him. So she they opt to break up. We get to the tell-all. We find out that him and Alona are not together. And then we also find out um, that he is willing to do a fellow cast member's toes. And that cast member is willing to let him do her toes. Uh, and that's Tanya. Like, she, like, does her toes in the green room. And then she comes out on stage with, I guess, done toes. And I'm just like, wow, it's very interesting um and so yeah, when you get a fetishist right i mean I don't know. he must i feel like he must okay um yeah. i feel Thank like he you. must at this point Thank because you. i'm like you you're still doing toes you're still doing nails like and listen i'm not judging any hetero man who does this line of work but you need to be owning your own shop and you need to like i need to see more nail stuff i need to see a nails by caesar instagram page where I see like his true talent with artwork on little tiny surfaces. Um, and then he, he, Natalie is very upset when he talks about uh, getting a girl from Ukraine. And he says that he wants a woman from Ukraine because they like him because he's tried in the U S and he is failing and no women in the U S like him. And so he wants to go to the Ukraine and get it. And it's just like, that is you are going after a woman who is going to most likely need you for a green card or some kind of monetary reason. Like stop faking it and acting like, and Tim, Tim actually put it in a way because Tim tried to defend him when all the women were going after him. Um, Tim was like, listen, I understand what you're saying. When I go to South America, um, I'm seen as beautiful because I've got blue eyes and they don't pay attention to the fact that I have a small frame and a big head and, and a sometimes feminine, feminine. Like they don't care about that. They're okay with me as I am there because they see me in a different light than women do in the U S. So I do find it easier to date in South America. That's the way you have to say it. The way he was saying it was like, I just don't want someone who's Americanized. Like he's decided that it's American women are the problem as opposed to him and his, his choices. Like you chose to be a nail tech. So there's only certain women who are going to be okay with that profession. You know, it's not the nail tech that really it is. It's just that Caesar is a very nice man. He, I think maybe, you know, I think that also he has probably some connection problems with people on an emotional level that might be like mildly spectrumy. And um, I think that 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 and or his natural demeanor and some of the choices that he makes renders him and whether this is an antiquated term or not, I'm so sorry, but mildly a beta. And so uh, that would limit the attractiveness of the choices of women that are around him. But there are still choices. Now here, here's where a lot of men make a turn. So from the women that are 
capable of being with him because they're open to his particularness um, and are in the same sort of category of attractiveness are actually not attractive to him. Yes. And so then, yeah. So then he now is like, I want more. I want a woman that's incredibly attractive, far out of my league. How do I get it? And that's what we're saying. Yes. That's the thing he needs to say is the women who are in my league, the women who want to date me, who are American, I am not attracted to them. I want someone who's, who is beautiful, who, who my friends and everybody around me will think is beautiful. And the women who are attracted to me, who I can traditionally pull aren't pretty enough for what I want. And mm-hmm. just acknowledge like, yeah, I'm, I'm not the best looking guy, but I want someone who's prettier. I want somebody who is okay with who who is who's okay with what it is that I have to do and it isn't going to make me feel bad. And it's like then he's like now I'm 50 and I want to have kids. So here's his spin. His spin is like now he's got two women who are going to come to the US. And Natalie is so fucking disgusted with this as though she doesn't have two men. As though she isn't like dating John or Jeff or whatever the fuck his name is and and then also trying to get back with mike at the same time like natalie is like you're talking about my country and it's like she didn't say anything negative about the ukraine but he is he is alluding to the fact that ukrainian women will run over themselves to come to the u.s and he can provide that and so like he never said he only thing he did say was that ukrainian men don't treat them well which Mm -hmm. is stupid that's stupid. Your Ukrainian men, it's not that they're not treating them well, or maybe some of them aren't, but it's like they want to get to the U.S. and they don't want a Ukrainian man. They're, what, whatever category that they are in in Ukraine of, of beautiful or whatever, either they don't want to date a Ukrainian man or they, because of past, or they just want to date an American who's going to take care of them and bring them to the U.S. And I'm, for Natalie to pretend like she is not a part of that group, is wild to me. Sure, she's not on a dating website trying to find an American man. And sure, perhaps she didn't meet Mike. I think, I don't know where her and Mike met in Paris. I'm not sure where they met. But like, God, she did the exact same same thing. And for her to say that you're talking about my country, like she's so upset when it's like put in her face that like, this is a thing. This is a racket that's been going on for years. We've already had three Ukrainian women, right? On 90 Day Fiance. We had that woman, Olga or Alma, from a from a season that I haven't seen. And then we've got um, I mean, I'm gonna listen, I know that Amphis is not Ukrainian, but she's Eastern European, so I'm throwing her in. Then we've we've got Well, I mean not anymore. She's definitely she was Russian. She's right. I mean, I know what you're saying. She's Eastern. Oh, Russia, Russia's not Eastern Europe. Europe? No, my love. Of course it is because oh, I know okay. you can't throw it in with, with Ukrainians right now. They're at. No, Russia. I know that. I just, I'm sorry. I meant if I didn't say this out loud, I'm now going to correct myself. I know that she's Russian, but she, I, I'm throwing her in with Eastern European women. That's what I meant to say. If I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, and is Eastern European and like, you know, the David and whoever that girl, Eastern European like we've had just as many Eastern European women as we've had like Asian women on this show Arab men what Arab men what just another one of the categories you see a lot of yeah a lot of Arab men yeah for especially for for white women or women like Arab men and then now with I mean Michael and Usman are the only night and that one Nigerian from 
prior seasons. But like, yeah, it's it's almost like a trend of what type of people get pulled into from this show. You know, it's just random that there's Sinjin and Ronald that are both South African. Like that's kind of random, but there's still something going on that we have to take into consideration. And so it's just really weird that like I was I I wanted Natalie to shut up and I was on Tanya's side for defending Caesar. But then um, Tim at some point jumped off the senior bandwagon, Caesar bandwagon, because he said something that was weird. But I'm okay with him being polygamous. Like when people get weird about polygamy and they think it's some kind of like sex trafficking thing, then I'm like, you're stupid. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I th- just, it, he seemed so like, yeah, well, one will come over and I'll have sex with one. And we'll all sleep in the same bed. It's a king size bed. It was like, diddly to dee, two ladies, diddly to dee, two ladies, diddly to dee, and I'm the only man. Yeah, this is a song from Cabaret. That's fine. That's fine. Listen, I'm hoping that, I mean, two listeners out of, out of, the billions that listen to us will get that reference and that's fine um i hope it's i hope it's uh maddie and poodle okay so god bless so um yeah caesar is gets a lot of heat and and you're it's it's awkward and basically he came up with this whole idea about the two women because the alona thing was hard because after the war broke out she wouldn't leave and she was like not into like just like facetiming and be like hey look show me your nails because there's bombs and shit and she like changed you know or she changed her like you know and like when she says this this is one part of natalie that i really do like she like natalie is having a whole like ukrainian moment with this woman and so i actually am happy that she's like i love you you're beautiful and she like feels this woman at one point like natalie's like i pray for ukraine ukrainian heroes you know like she's having you know it, it's I will say this. I thank God for Natalie. I thank God for her. I thank God for her this season. I can't, I mean, she's bananas, nans, but I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy. I'm like, we can't even talk about her because I can't wait to talk about her for the uh, Patreon. But like, I just like, she gave me everything. Like one, you know, like she, I wrote down one quote she said in the first thing that when she is uh, mad at someone. Oh, I know. When she is mad at Veronica's dude, the one that like that dumb Veronica dude, which I guess when we can talk about when we're talking about Veronica, are we talking about Veronica yet? Yeah, we already talked about Veronica. Okay. Um. So remember when uh she was like trying to like reason with that like herpes sore guy that like was gonna move on Veronica or whatever. He has herpes. He said a cold sore, but it's herpes simplex one, right? Oh, I don't remember that at all. Go ahead. We already talked about Veronica? No, we didn't. We Vanessa? Didn't. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about Veronica. Are we going to go into her this episode? Yes. Can we, just, can we start now? So you don't want to finish Caesar. Okay, well, you finish her. You finish her. No, you're talking. What are you talking I about? about him. I want to talk you- about Veronica. You didn't even finish the thought. I don't care about him. I just don't care. You know, whatever. God bless. Oh, basically, he's not with Alona anymore because Alona changed and she was like, I want to be with you. Like, I'm busy, like, making sure that, like, I know I don't die. And then my dad is like, okay. And he's like, well, leave. Come here. She's like, no, because my dad's here. And so, like, F you. Who are you? But then basically at the, you know, whatever, the tell all like we phone her in and then she's like i still think of you and he's like oh my god he like cries like why did i fuck it up because like i should just like be with you is basically what happens and uh that's that 
Wow. I didn't know that happened. Obviously, I didn't see episode three. So Alona calls in and is like, I still think of you. But he broke up with her because she wouldn't come to the US. And then he got with yeah. these kiddies yeah. to try to like have kids with them. And like, and Natalie's so upset about it. And I'm just like, she, it's like all of a sudden she's like super Catholic all of a sudden. And she's like, you bring two women. And it's like, they already have their visas. Like if they're already coming to the US on their own visas that he didn't procure for them and they are okay with being in a throuple, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I also like the fact that she's like, if you want to marry a Ukrainian woman, just go to Russian Orthodox Church. It's like, no, if he goes to the Russian Orthodox Church, honey, in America, they are in America looking with him. Yeah. The, she's the, so dumb. No, I mean, I love her. So can we talk about the who I want to talk about now? Yeah, go ahead. If I, if I want to talk about them, I hate, I mean, this is by far, of all the, of all the people on the show, this is the person that I'm going to fast forward through every one of her segments, but I couldn't kind of talk about it. But if I would fast forward, if I didn't have this dumb, stupid Patreon to talk about, I'm sorry. Oh, this, don't call them stupid. No, I'm just kidding. This stupid, um, I can't talk. Oh, the stupid towel to talk about. I actually don't like her. I, it's not because I feel anything bad about her. It's just that not everyone has to be on TV and I don't find her uh, interesting. I don't find her life interesting. I find her voice grating. I feel like she is always on, you know, like it's a little too much, a little too extra. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I wish her happiness in her dating life, but like every one of her dating choices she's ever shown us, she's ever made is like not for me. I cannot believe that she's like obsessed with this like small skinny dude. Again, another small, she like loves them. Small, skinny, soft dude. She like loves it because she's so, as she says, like very controlling. So she's just like coming in hot and then wants like some just tiny man. And at one point, you know, like she's dating this guy and on the third day they like are going to go bone on like a mini vacation. And he says that he has a cold sore. And so they can't even like kiss. They're just going to have like prostitute John sex, which is fine if you're a sex worker, you know, like God bless, but where you don't even make out, you just like bone and then just like stare at each other from like a foot away. You know, oh, I, that's, I, that's I love that. What? Don't make out. That's fine. What? Yeah. I don't need it all the time. Especially oh, I did. I'll be honest. It's so funny. It's like, if you like, you know, the act of like sex is a, a pleasurable one for sure, but it's always heightened if I'm kissing during it. I like kissing during it. Oh, I'm, I'm rarely face to face. I, I mean, <laughs> something like thinking about it. We make out before, like a lot. We like I'll I'll like do like a twenty minute make out session, and then like we'll like giggle in between and talk, and then like or then like be like, this is what I want. Like, okay, this is what I want this time. Try this, okay. And then we're gonna do that, and like we map it out, and then making in between the making out and giggling. But then when it comes time to like the actual coitus, like he he's far from me. Or he, like we're, he's either up there or like I'm facing this way and he's that way. Like it's, there's no, there's like, it's never just like chest to chest. <laughs> so like there's no making out during it. And I don't get on top because that's a lot of work. I don't have time for that. Like you're already getting the maximum from me. And if you want me on top, like you have to buy me like that chair thing that goes around you so that I could just like bounce on like without having to like use those thigh muscles because it's tired in the next day then i have to like do stretches 
anyways let's um veronica has this like weird sex scene with him where she's wearing an all-white outfit that looks like something that i own except for i bought purple. you i didn't i buy us all i wanted to buy us all lingerie that looked like her lingerie that was like the kind that you Who's us here. all the bad bitches oh so, you never said this out loud i i'm i oh maybe i bought it and i wanted us all to buy it or something or i would try to buy it for us and like no one was into it you and monique were like now and i was like oh god i i, I hate you no, um, no yeah. you need to like you need to bring that to the forefront it looked like a honey bardette like outfit that i own it ties in the back right and it's lacy yeah. it's like big yeah I, I have a i have that in purple yeah this one was like a pale pink i think it could have or been like a bit white. different yeah it was a wider white. pale pink it was like i was a, it was an interesting color i was like oh you can do better but i like this was also interesting she jumps in this outfit while this guy is like still clothed this was such a weird scene yeah i mean she wanted to show off her body in the scene and it wasn't bad um and even like her like her scenes where we her little, little like vignette where we were t we were told by the production team that we were going to start talking about veronica and she's like walking towards us with her boobies bouncing i was like okay i'm not mad at it so basically this guy and her have sex and then he tells her afterwards that he might have to move to florida because it's a better move for his family being his ex-wife and their their child that they co-parent and she gets upset and is like why did you have sex with me if you knew you were just gonna leave and this is where she and i did like break off because i'm like you're a grown-ass woman mm -hmm. like you need to own having sex with whomever mm -hmm. and like if they tell you they're gonna leave and you're gonna feel some kind of way then don't have sex with somebody you need to have that full conversation like if i have sex with you i'm gonna expect you to stay here for at least or i'm gonna expect you to be my boyfriend or something like you need to be very specific about what mm -hmm. it is that you want after sex because you guys are two grown people and especially you're two grown people who have kids so he would have expected you to understand that you are making a move for your child's best interest and if this time in your life making the move with the wife or ex-wife or ex-partner is the move to make then like that's the move to make and so for her to make it seem like he just used her and like that was a little far-fetched for me i could see her feeling some type of way about it but i think if you're a woman who requires like something after sex then you need to be very careful of who you have sex with and have those conversations with it with them about it and um so he leaves she like tells him to fuck off and taps him on the shoulder and walks away from him then he shows up on the tell-all and is just like that i didn't mean to like treat you that way and then what's his face tim was like he's a fuck boy and i'm like he's the exact opposite of a fuck boy like at least fuck boys are like hot and like waste your time and you see why you're in them this person is neither of those things like <laughs> what are you talking about so i, I don't i literally why her i mean this i mean she is crazy to like give this man any power over her i mean yeah natalie's like what mature woman will do such a thing you know to like follow this man anywhere like when they break up they break up after this date like at a at a cafe she's wearing all pink she's wearing all pink and she gets up and taps him on the shoulder and walks out yeah, we're basically he's he wants to be like, well, we made it me, my you know, ex made a decision and we're gonna move. And she gets really upset, but it's like again, only the third date. So like, but what she's really upset about is the fact that he didn't tell her before. But what she should be upset about is herself for having sex with someone without knowing all the deets of him. You know, yeah. like it's kind of mildly that thing where he's like didn't tell her that he was thinking about leaving, and she thinks that, that not telling her is like a lie but you i mean three dates is not really like you know all the things about someone and yeah he's like if i move it's because i move because of my kids and she's like well you can't expect me to move and leave all my family he's like well i i mean 
yeah, don't. But if you, that's what I would have to do to be with me. But yeah. And they're adults. Like they could have a long distance relationship and like visit each other. Like this is, they're like, not only are they adults, but they are adults with children and hopefully some money, right? A little bit of money to make a flight here and there. So it's like when, when people like, when she got so upset as though he was like using her and was like malicious or like nefarious in it, it's like, why, why after the third date, should he tell you um, like the inner workings of his relationship or possible relationship with his girl? Like, or his, with his family. He he didn't tell her. He told her that he was thinking when they, when they decided to think about doing it. And it's just like, or when it became evident that she was in his, going to be in his life more than normal. I don't know. Like I moved to Minnesota on a whim, not on a whim, but I moved to Minnesota without consulting somebody. And like, I feel like if that person were to be mad at me for doing that, I'd be like, what reason did you give me to stay? Like, you know, yeah they haven't had an exclusivity talk you know like they've gone on three dates you know like yeah. going for the first time you know so yeah yeah uh during this so you know tim does his due diligence of like trying to like stick up for her during this you know she's like nervous for her first tell-all and he's there which that part's nice another crazy part of the tim veronica thing and by crazy i mean produced is that jesse gets a phone in because just jesse and jennifer uh were jennifer and jesse were on the first uh season and then therefore tim got to talk about their business on the tell all so they then facetime jesse in or whatever and he gets to talk about his business but then it's really super weird because it then becomes this thing where they're like basically like jesse like heard that you and jennifer broke up and he's like no 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 one broke up with jennifer no i mean she didn't break up with me she's on the way here now i'm like and debbie of all things is like i internet sleuthed and she said she didn't want to be with you or something and like he's like no that was a misunderstanding when he, she you know it's like this back and forth with jesse it's so dumb you know basically the tim and veronica thing is dumb and the final thing that happens with Veronica is the Jamal. yeah oh okay well I was just gonna try and set it up a little bit uh is that she reveals a bit well won't let me do what I wanted to do well let me be great the whole time she's teasing that she has this dumb new thing she wants to tell us about some like super special surprise okay and we're like okay what is it and then like okay what's your super special surprise and then we see feetsies come out we're like Oh, those are like interesting looking feetsies. And we're like, who we're not gonna know the person unless we know the person, but we do know the person. And the person is who is it, Wa? Jamal yeah. of Kim and Jamal. Yes. And supposedly she saw him on the tell all and she was like, he was cute. And then so she messages him and is like, Hi, I'm gonna be in San Diego. Like, any tips and tricks for San Diego? You know, like, why didn't she call Kim? Why didn't she call Kim and ask Kim about his her tips and tricks? Especially because Jamal doesn't live in San Diego, he lives in New York. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very obvious, but she is mildly aggressive and assertive when she wants something. She's a go-getter. She is, you know, she she goes after her prey, honey. She's a hunter, you know, like she's a hunter and, and you know, men are, you know, just little baby birds to her. Yeah. So um, Jamal comes out and then Jamal really leans into a character that in the Jamal character that we're leaning into that we're trying hard to be is charming, suave straight and playboyish that's what we're I trying mean, to really get 
the people to know that's what does it read because that's what we want the people to know he like sits across from her he first of all he walks on stage and he gives her like a hug and then he goes and sits in another spot and then he's like why are we sitting so far away from each other and then they go sit next to each other and she's really giddy and then they then for whatever reason when it's time for sean robinson to ask the hard-hitting questions to the cast she doesn't ask them Mm -mm. But in this moment, she felt like it was appropriate to ask Jamal who he was having sex with and if he was having sex with her and if he was having sex with her on the first date. I was like, Sean, we don't, let's just, well, it's implied that they're having sex. Like, like, and and then Chris got a different feel from it. I didn't watch the full, I didn't watch it. I just watched a snippet of it on YouTube. I mean, on uh, Instagram from 90 Day Melanated Way. But it, to me, seems like, they have really like tiger sex or whatever, but then they just go into their corners and he's still dating other people that they're not exclusive. But for whatever reason, she's okay with having sex with Jamal. Maybe it's because like of the relationship aspect of it. She's okay with having sex with Jamal, but she was mad at the other guy for Mm -hmm. having sex. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Listen, I and Tim know that this controlling ass woman definitely wants like her dude to be like a loyal of Kimberly. And, but like, listen, where Kimberly is loyal, honey, Jamal is not. I mean, Jamal can't wait to be like, nah, you know, like we're not exclusive. And yeah, I'm definitely having sex with other people. Like can't wait to say that. Yeah. I fucked this girl the first date. Uh, and yeah, don't worry. I'm having sex with many other women. And, and protected that's true and everyone loses their shit right the women are like why like natalie natalie takes it as a huge offense and i understand why it's because it's part of natalie is the part of me that i also like understand which is that we want to be worshipped and and, uh, we we feel women should be worshipped period the end we want to be worshipped we feel women should be worshipped so for natalie she's like why would you like you know, not commit to this woman who wants to be with you, who you like, like, how could, how could you be with someone and, you know, realize she's great and that you like her. And now I mean, be like, nah, nah, I think I can do better. It's not about, I think I can do better. It's just, maybe you're not ready to like, let go of all that's out there. Because I, once you get into a relationship, there is a certain part of you that you have to like, let go. Well, what do you mean all that's out there? Do you, do you know what it's like dating? It's shitty. There's nothing out there. I have to acknowledge that there's a contingency of people out there who find dating and the smorgasbord that there is of the different people in the world that they could possibly be with. Also the responsibility. When you become exclusive to somebody, there is a certain amount of responsibility that you have towards them and your relationship. And people aren't, not everybody wants that shit. And like, even me, I would love to be in a relationship, but also I want to know what's this time commitment like? Are you going to be at my house every night? And if so, are you going to be talking to me immediately when I get home? Like, I need to know these things because I'm so used to doing things my own way. So what I'm saying is like, for those of us like me and you, dating fucking sucks. We can go through spurts of it and it could be cool. And then after a while, we're just like, we hate this. Let's get out of it and we'll talk to anybody. But someone like Jamal and even maybe Veronica and Tim and all these people who like tend to jump from relationship to relationship or have fun single and with people, like it's a different ball game for them. And so for me, it's just like for Natalie to assume that every single person wants to wants that, 
is wild. It's a lot of responsibility on women and men to be in relationships, depending, and it doesn't even matter the type of relationship. It's a lot of responsibility on and all genders when you get into a relationship, and not everybody wants that shit. I understand that, and the truth of the matter is he can't be in a relationship with her. She has a whole ass child that he has absolutely no capability of being responsible for. He doesn't want his mom to adopt. He doesn't want this person to, like, you know, like, I mean, I just... He should yeah. be with her, and the only reason why he is with her, and so we should just say it, is because he wants to, I don't know, extend the 15 minutes of his mile of fame from his mom being on the show because his mom is the second person that Usman has brought on the show. Yeah. And Jamal's on the show. And now Jamal, like, Jamal and his mom is doing pillow talk. He, like, loves the fact that he is now going to be even more entrenched in the night-day world by, like, hooking up with, a re- with one of the other cast members. Like, this is, like, bargain basement. This is, like, the Hollywood system in a microcosm bargain basement way. It always helps if you date someone in the world and or famous, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we talked about, people are going to go to their Instagram. Now, if any drama happens, people are you know, like, he would be smart to be with her for a second and create some sort of drama so that they can get themselves on an, on some sort of thing. You know, he could be on the single life. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, I, I think I, for Natalie to like be frustrated that men aren't automatically wanting to jump in relationship to any woman that they come in contact with is like stupid. She can't even choose between her actual husband, the man who actually chose to marry her and sent money to her fucking mother over some guy who doesn't even take her to his own home. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, no, I mean, that that person, I think that a lot of people when, because we'll talk about her in the Patreon, but a lot of people, I think, talk shit about Natalie in some of the early episodes of her and that dude, like she's so crazy and she wants this, she wants that. And yeah, I mean, I listen, she had some crazy behavior, but I never liked that dude. That dude was always, I mean, shady as fuck. I never liked him. Yeah. But she's shallow enough to like him. Oh yeah. Not be able to at 36 discern that this person doesn't want to be her knight in shining armor but because he has a nice car and mm-hmm. a lot of money and he owns things she wants him more than she wants mike which is a man who was willing to do anything for her besides put her in a, a normal not, house yeah normal house yeah like so I'm sorry that she has two things to choose from, but the one that she wants is never going to want her and treat her. And then she's going to just be a nutcase because he's going to be surrounded by beautiful women all day. You know, it's like the truth of that, Natalie will never be happy. And we could talk about this more because if Natalie goes home with Mike, then she just is like, Mike. she's just like not going to be famous. She's not going to be like taking, getting hot pictures of her all the time. Like she loves to like be looking hot and like have photo shoots of her legs you know whatever like she's not gonna be doing that in squim you know like it's a different mm-hmm. life but um okay so basically with veronica going back to veronica and tim you know like she's so you know it's just yeah like she i feel like is just so happy to be on the show she was so happy to have her first first tell all like where everyone else is like nervous like her nerves are like oh, <laughs> we'll see like she you know she's just she's so excited that she's famous i get it you know but like i just I don't find the way that she's dating to be exciting to watch and or like fun to watch. It just, it's like kind of cringy the entire time. I mean, when that guy said that he had that cold sore on his lip, I, I mean like, and she didn't immediately just like cancel the date. I mean, I don't have to tell you, like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. How cringy. I feel bad for her. 
All right. Can you believe we've been talking about three couples for an hour and a half? That's a lot. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of minutes about three, three cups, you know, but it was a whole rehashing of a season and three tell-alls. And as two people who have watched copious amounts of the seasons of Happily Ever After, we can honestly say how much better this is than the Happily Ever After 90 season we are being forced to watch on TLC. So um, it's always interesting when seasons are good, depending on what couples they have, even if some things are produced, some things still feel real enough that it feels like worthy to talk about like natalie <laughs> but honestly we still like we still have some things to talk about that uh for her and some other peeps and if you want to listen to that you absolutely can you can you can do it and if you need to do it how do you do it wow how on patreon.com slash docusweeties you can see the unedited version of our beautiful faces talking about these couples it's ten dollars a month we also give you exclusive content like a live every first monday of the month i have a question my last question is if a man was like can i kiss you in the cheek what would you say um i say yeah you can you can also kiss me on my lips if you want to do you want to be asked um yes I want to be asked by eyes and breath in the moment. I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I want consent to happen in an unspoken moment. You know what I'm saying? Unspoken. So if somebody were to ask you to kiss you on the cheek, would your brain just explode? I would just be like, okay, grandma. Oh. That's not romantic. You want someone who's like, Moving a little I, closer, giving you a little eye contact, and then looks at your lips, looks at you, so you know what's happening. You're, it's not going to be a surprise. There's a look down, there's a look at that. There's looks that happen in the middle of your face where you're like, I don't know what the hell you're looking at, but it was not my eyes. You know, it's going to be like where you're thinking about going. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know. <laughs> it's fun to make out anyway. All right. Listen, if you want more of us, you can, you can get it. If you're ready, come and get it, honey. On our Instagram, it's at DocuSweeties or on TikTok, DocuSweeties1 or on Twitter, which is DocuSweeties1 as well. You know our Patreon. Um, we are going to wish you the happiest holiday season. If you haven't yet, we have, as we talked about, HEA up and we did all three episodes of volume one of Harry and Megan. So lots of fun content for your earballs. Wah? Um, that's it. So we want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And we are going to go on our Patreon and do the other couples, which are, um, be you know, the old lady and the blonde one with the big eyes and one other that we couldn't remember. No. Um, yeah, but there's a third one we couldn't remember, but you know, it's fine. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.